This podcast is brought to you by the Maryland State Library Agency. The MSLA podcast features presenters from statewide youth programs, as well as learning opportunities for library staff and resources for patrons of the Maryland State Library for the Blind and Print Disabled. The following is a presentation of the Maryland State Library for the Blind and Print Disabled Technology User Group. For more information about the Technology User Group, please visit our website, lbpd.maryland.gov. That's L, B as in boy, P as in Paul, D as in David, .maryland.gov. Very fortunate to have David Ward with us from Echo Tips. He will be doing our first presentation of the morning, and I'll turn it over to you, David. Welcome. Okay. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate you being uh, masters of ceremony today. So, uh, and so we'll, uh, we'll cover about uh, 20 minutes of uh, material here and we'll definitely have questions and answers and, uh, and, and you may not get all your questions answered today, but I'll be sure to make sure my contact is uh, info is available and uh, you guys can always follow up with further questions. So, First off, <laughs> who am I? Uh, I'm David Ward. I'm an assistive technology instructor with the New Vision program at Goodwill, based in uh, what might be the snowy mountains of Blue, uh, the Blue Ridge here in Roanoke, Virginia. And uh, I am also known for, uh, in particular, being the host of the Echo Tips podcast, which is now in its sixth season, where we're talking about Amazon Echoes, and we'll explain what those are in a little more detail here in just a second. So I work with the blind and vision impaired day in and day out at my uh, my day job as a trainer. And uh, I myself was declared legally blind probably when I was around 16 years of age. I'm an RPer, so I'm a progressive eye loss. So uh, so I can, I can relate <laughs> to how these tools are really powerful for uh, the vision impaired. So uh, I think that probably summarizes most of it. We're in our sixth season of the podcast, over 123,000 listens to the podcast and uh, for those that are low vision and looking at the camera today, I'm kind of in my little home studio where I make all the magic happen. So I, I record the podcast. I usually edit the podcast. And when I'm not doing that, I use an audio engineer, a blind guy out of Canada that helps out too sometimes. Okay, so um, let's talk about the Amazon Echo or virtual assistance, which might be a more generic term. So for those that are unacquainted with virtual assistants, I probably will say a few words and it will instantly pop into your mind. We have things like Siri on Apple devices. We have uh, on uh, Google or Android devices, you have uh, the Google Assistant. And then on uh, on the Amazon line of products, you have the A-L-E-X-A or A-Lady as I like to call her. So I don't say her name and trigger people's devices at home. And uh, so, and that is the particular, my focus is uh, the uh, A-Lady as it is. Now, what is a virtual assistant? Well, you basically verbalize, you talk to them, kind of like Captain Kirk on old Star Trek, and you ask it to do stuff and do things. And, and they've slowly been getting smarter over the years. And we're going to talk in particular about how they're useful for blind or vision impaired people today. And uh, so first off, let's just uh, start with that. Really, by verbally being able to interact with it, the original devices had no screens at all. They were just sometimes called a smart speaker. And as a result, you talk to it, it talks back to you by very design. Not, it wasn't necessarily intentional because uh, these devices weren't always made for blind people per se. They were made for anybody, especially think about Siri on the iPhone or something. Um 
the advantage is you effectively get a talking calendar. You get a talking calculator. You get a talking yellow pages. You get a, a thing that will talk back to you that we used to have to buy all separately or try and run on a computer independently. And so you get all of that uh, talking note taker, uh, all sorts of different things. You can take notes and things, calendar, reminders, timers, all sorts of great stuff. Uh, and you can verbally interact with them, add them, delete them, uh, and do great stuff. Other things we're probably more commonly known for because it is a smart speaker would be the uh, music you can play. I have a lot of my students that were uh, professional musicians. Podcast, which are like uh, on-demand radio shows. Uh, you could kind of think of podcast if you're unacquainted with that term. And so those are pretty cool as well. And so, and I've, and I've covered this topic, like I said, over 280 episodes, I've done segments on other uh, podcasts on radio networks, such as out of Britain, it used to be uh, tech talk, I think, and then or talk tech, and then out of Canada, the double tap show, uh, the old blind bargains, I used to do segments for Robin Christofferson's podcast out of Britain, dot to dot. Uh, kind of very similar to my show, but he does it daily. I'm not that crazy. I just do it once a week. And uh, he covers all sorts of things as well. Uh, so back to the, if this is new to you, uh, let me cover some basics too about privacy, uh, price, and equipment. There has been a always recurring, con. maybe you heard from family members, privacy concerns. Oh, there's, you got this thing in your house and it's listening to <laughs> everything you're doing. Well, really, that's just a fundamental kind of misunderstanding of the technology. It isn't any different from maybe having an old landline phone in your house. The, that phone ain't listening to you until you pick up the receiver and then it activates, right? And then, And then it's transmitting across the wire and you're placing a phone call. An Amazon Echo, which has the A lady on it, A-L-E-X-A, Alexa, hopefully I can say that and it doesn't set anybody's off. Uh, it uh, it doesn't really transmit up to the cloud until you say that what's called wake word. You say her name, just like Siri, say Siri, or you say, uh, you know, the Google name. And then once you say that, that records that snippet, that command and it sends it up to the cloud, you know, what's the weather today? And then it goes up to the cloud and then comes back with the appropriate answer or the appropriate response. And those recordings are, uh, it's easy to delineate security experts and uh, the like know that that's how those work. It's easy to determine that's the way, you know, what's going through the pipe, uh, you know, the quantity of information. And furthermore, you know, you can access the recordings on your uh, on your computer. Well, actually, I think on your tablet or smartphone, you can go in and you can purge them if you want. They get automatically purged, I think, after a certain period of time, but you can go in and purge them. The original notion there was you could go in and say, hey, you got that wrong. You could give it a thumbs down. It would help educate it more. Uh, I would imagine they continue to use some of those recordings if they're trying to refine things for certain accents, like a Southern accent or different things like that. Uh, but they eventually are purged. But you can go in and purge them, and you can even verbally uh, say to delete them. Now, as far as actual equipment, if you've never had one or seen one, uh, the Amazon Echo still, they have two models, ones that have screens and ones that don't. The ones without screens, the very base model is called the Echo Pop, and then there's an Echo Dot above that, and, uh, and then there's other bigger ones than that. And those uh, purely are interacted with by voice. There's no screen or anything on them. And uh, they start as cheap as well. I bought them around Christmas time for like $17 a piece for our program. But I think it, at most the pop might be somewhere around $35, $40. 
And then they go up from there. Generally, they go up in cost because it just have bigger speakers and they sound better like pro audio or something. Apart from that, you have the Echoes that have screens. Those are called the Echo Shows. You have a 5-inch, an 8-inch, a 10-inch. I got to think about this. There's a 15-inch. And, 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 and they, that's primarily the difference between them two. They have bigger screens and also will have bigger speakers because once it's a bigger device, it can usually have a bigger speaker. The exception to that would be the Echo Show 15, which is designed more to be like a little TV flat screen that's mounted to your wall. So it's a little bit of a different kind of device than the others. But I've used all of them in the classroom. And the advantage of having the screen is you also get a camera so you can do um, video conferencing. You could join a Zoom meeting like we're on today with one of those devices. Uh, you could do it verbally. Um, you can uh, you can watch, of course, TV shows or programs from Amazon on there, uh, things like that. There was uh, and still is a uh, What's it called? Look and tell or tell uh, show and tell. I can't remember the exact phrase specifically made for blind people where you could take like pantry items and scan them in front of the device. And it would tell you, you know, this is a Campbell soup can and it's, you know, it's a uh, chunky beef or something uh, that that is historically never worked very well. It's in there. It's a freebie, but uh, but uh, it it is in there. Um, I would say from a setup perspective for and also with cost. Uh, you would need internet for these. They 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 100% work through the internet. If you are on a tight budget, as many in the blindness community are, uh, there is still the uh, FCC. If you go to fcc.gov slash ACP, there's still the, uh, I can't remember, American Connectivity Program, which could potentially, if you're in a, if you qualify financially, they'll knock, I think, like 30 bucks off your internet bill every month. So that could be nice if you have like usually a $60 bill and knocks it down to like 30 bucks. Um, so that's that's kind of handy. Just bear that in mind is available. Uh, and that might be something you qualify for. But you will need internet <laughs> for either one of these. I will mention real briefly for setup purposes, if it's an Echo without a screen like the Echo Popper Dot, which are, like I said, as cheap as like $30 to maybe $50 at standard retail prices, um, you will need an Android or Apple device like an iPhone or an iPad or sighted assistance. Uh, if you need it, to, if you don't have one of those devices for somebody to set it up initially to connect it to the Wi Fi, just initially to connect it to the Wi Fi. Once it's connected to the Wi Fi, you're pretty much hunky dory and ready to go. Uh, but to do that initial setup or to do maybe some fine customizations in the future, you may need a friend or somebody to help you with that. If you do not have one of those devices yourself and are familiar with using voiceover and talkback on those devices. Uh, I will say the difference between that and the Echo Shows, which have the screen, is you can set those up entirely out of the box without using any other device. They have a touch screen on them and a screen reader that you can turn on very much like a um, talk back or voiceover and use your screen with your fingers and gestures and you can totally set that out of the box as a blind person and you don't need any other additional uh, device. Uh, now, if you did need to get into maybe some fancy setting changes in the future, you may need uh, a separate device, but most of it can be all done right there on the touch screen. Okay, so uh, that's the basics of uh, setup, cost, uh, what you need, internet, we will be taking questions here in a second, but uh, I will mention some of the things my students love to use the most on the Amazon Echo. 
Well, the calendar is a great one. Timers and reminders are great uh, for taking medication. I had a student once you had six different pills you take just six different times throughout the day. That was great for her because you could set up repeating reminders that went off every day and they would tell you what they were for. You know, it's time to take the yada yada pill, you know, and it would tell you uh, calendars are great because, uh, you know, um, don't have to worry about seeing some piece of print calendar or something. We can just verbally interact or say, hey, search my calendar for the next doctor's appointment and it will spit out the next appointment or you can delete it or move an appointment. Uh, of course, uh, the music and podcast are great, staying in touch with news and different things. But we also have what's like our apps on the Amazon Echo, and they're called skills. There's a lot of them. There's like a WebMD skill. So you could go on there and say, hey, tell me the side effects of such and such drug or taking aspirin. Uh, there's a lot of games and talking adventure games and trivia games and uh, mind teaser games. Um, also, this is a big one a lot of my students love, and that is there's uh, several different Bible app skills. The one that I'm most fond of is just called, I think, the Bible app skill. And uh, I think it's made by you, you vision, you, I'm, I'm blanking on the name who, who makes it right now. But with that, you have access to like five or six, I think, audio Bibles. And you can just say, uh, a lady, ask uh, the Bible app to read Genesis chapter one, verse one, and boom, it's reading that verse. Or you could say, um, uh, a lady, ask the Bible app to read Matthew chapter 5, and it will just start reading that chapter or change the ver uh, change the version of the Bible you're listening to. Uh, super, super handy. I, I should have thought, too, I didn't mention this in my notes originally, great for recipes and different things. Amazon's really spearheaded interacting with a lot of recipe databases and stuff. So if you were uh, a diabetic and you were looking for sugar-free recipes or low carb or something like that, great for that. Or just generically, you know, how many, how much, how many, how much sugar grams are in a banana? You can ask questions like that. Or how many uh, fat grams are in a Big Mac? You probably don't want to know that one, but you could ask, <laughs> and it would tell you. So a lot of really cool things for health and taking care of yourself uh, that you could definitely do. Um, Let's see, just skim down through here. Oh, uh, home automation. That's one I haven't touched on yet. And that can be really great uh, for uh, uh, a blind or visually impaired person, the BVI community or VIP visually impaired person. Uh, super handy. For example, I have a smart microwave, which my A-lady can talk to. So I don't have to worry about trying to find the stinking buttons on the front of the microwave that are a total pain in the tuchus because it's all smooth glass on the front of this bad boy. And so I can, once I, those connections have been set up, I can go in there, I could throw in my food and I could say, you know, a lady microwave for four minutes and 30 seconds and bam, it just does it. Or I can say a lady microwave for 10 minutes at power level five and it'll, it'll do, you know, it can adjust. And so super, super handy. They'd make other appliances that do that, but that's one of the most handy ones because it's native, you know, often so inaccessible to us without sticky dots and a lot of effort. And then they often pop off and it's kind of a real pain. Um, another thing that could be really handy, I know some blind people uh, like to do is uh, get smart thermostats to maybe replace an old fashioned thermostat, which to be honest, those are even hard to find anymore. You know, the old turn dial, which could be very blind friendly because you can put little bumps on it and know which it is or a little slider. 
you know, you could kind of make do with those, but everything has a, a screen these days. So, you know, it's like, I don't know what the screen says. What is it set to? Is it heat? Is it cool? Is it auto? Is, it, is the fan on, not on? So um, there are smart thermostats, which are pretty economical, like Echo B and others out there. And these can be connected to your A-Lady as well. So you could you could uh, adjust the thermostat. In fact, that's, that's what I plan on doing in my house. Um, also with things like the Echo Dot, you can actually ask it, what's the temperature in the room right now uh, in the home office or in the living room? Because it has a built-in thermometer, a digital thermometer. So I can, not only can I control the thermostat, but I can figure out where I'm at. You know, why is it feeling so hot in here? And I can check it. And uh and that's something I've really used a lot lately because I had no idea. I was like, well, the thermostats should be over here, but it don't feel like that. And so that's super handy too. Now, if you really wanted to get into the weeds, you can set those things to respond and the Echo could do certain things automatically, like turn your porch light on, turn your porch light off at certain times of the day, uh, you know, control your thermostat, stuff like that. You could get really fancy if you wanted to. A simple thing that I have is a smart light bulb in my porch light, and I also have a smart plug that I can control, and I can use those things to kind of signal signal my Uber driver, which driveway is mine. Don't drop me off at the wrong house, please. Or uh, I even got pretty serious. I bought a little like a neon sign for $100 on Amazon that says, this is Dave's house. And I turn, I I feel like I'm with a driver who doesn't know where my house is, or I'm getting a, a delivery from Instacart from Kroger. I can say turn that sign on, whether I'm at home or I'm out and about, you know, because I can take my phone out and say, you know, uh, turn turn on the sign, and then then it's blinking, and then uh, you know, hopefully my groceries can get to my house appropriately, or if I'm trying to get home on Uber. Uh, it'll make it easier for them. You know, they'll see the little signs. So simple little things you wouldn't think about like that, but can be very, uh, very useful. So uh, let's see. I think uh, those might be a lot of the major things. Oh, I was going to mention too, the future, the future. <laughs> so what does the future hold for these devices? Well, they're only going to get more and more capable. I'm in a beta program right now, which means I'm kind of in a testing group. Uh, to try out artificial intelligence, uh, new AI talking engines uh, on the A-Lady, on the Amazon Echoes. And so that's going to make it a lot more easy for us to give verbal commands to it and her not like get tripped up. You know, like, what do you mean turn on the porch light? You know, um, she'll be much more adept at interpolating what we're saying. We can say some more generic things like, hey, it's cold in here. Could you make it warmer? And she'll process that eventually. And then, you know, say she needs to talk to the thermostat. So things like that and a much more better way to like delineate information, like take this and give me these specific pieces of information. So very, very good at that. I don't know if it'll be nearly as useful as it is on our smart devices, like with uh, seeing AI or the new Be My Eyes AI thing, which is super cool, uh, but it still will be handy, I think, to make things communicate better. Another future item <laughs> for the uh, a lady is um uh and i think this was mentioned earlier by uh one of the patrons here today is we're hopefully going to get the nls that is the bard system available at some point on the echo it has been in beta for quite a while and here's hoping that here at some point in the future that will be available so that would mean that we could get our audio books or audio magazines boom right on our amazon echo 
and uh, hopefully be able to search and play that information uh, right there. So now you may ask, is there some sort of way to play books and stuff on the Amazon Echo? Now there is, if you buy a Kindle book, a digital ebook from Amazon, uh, your A-Lady can read it back to you. Uh, of course, Amazon also owns another company called Audible, which makes audio books. Uh, those, of course, are available on your Echo as well. Fabulous at playing those back. And there are some cheats I can tell you about how to get those cheaper if you ever need to. Uh, but those those are super, super handy. But anyhow, I think that probably uh, rounds things up to our question section. Do we have, uh, we'll see if our master of ceremonies or somebody can help me with hands. Uh, again, you can hit Alt-Y, I think, to raise your hands. Any questions for me about the Amazon Echoes or anything Echo related? Greg Tyler has his hand up. Okay. And I believe if you do Alt-A, uh, Greg, you should be able to speak. We hear you. That's good. Yeah, I was just going to mention, I didn't know if you tried uh, with the Echo Show. You know, you can, uh, it used to be you had to just tell, uh, you tell Alexa to go to search, you know, Google and it'll pull up the web browser to find a Pluto TV mm -hmm. if you wanted to, or ch channels. But mm -hmm. now you have Fire TV channels. Have you tried that? There's like supposed to be 100 channels there that you can, yeah, from Amazon, you know, uh, CBS News, a variety of things on your yeah. Echo Show. And in addition to just telling it, I guess I just mentioned you can just search. So it'll do a search and it'll pull up a web browser there for you. Mm -hmm. um, oh, thanks. So the Echo Show is probably the more useful. And they're, the, they're not that expensive anymore. So yeah. as opposed yeah. to just the basic Echo, because it can't do very much. But the show can also do audio describe stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. it's like 50 bucks, you know, for you know, the last year's models. So just thought I'd mention it. But uh, I didn't know if you tried the Fire TV channels out or not. Uh, yeah, Amazon keeps tweaking everything lately, yeah. so I haven't done anything recently with that. I did just get a brand new Echo Show 8 in the classroom. It's still sitting in the box, but I plan on unboxing that. I've been using a 10 up until now. They had the rotating base thing, the fancy thing that could follow you around the room as it pointed the camera. In the early days, Amazon got into TIFF with Google and YouTube, and it used to work really, really good when it first rolled out, but then they got into TIFF. And so you can still, like you said, query YouTube videos, and it'll show you a list of the tiles. Uh, you just have to interact with the screen, like you said. You got to, you know, tap on the video with the touch screen. Yeah. Yeah, they do, right. have a, they do have an Echo Show 15 out that you might want to mention. That's mm -hmm. really a Fire TV, too. So some people may yeah. be looking for TV or something. So that might be help somebody. I don't want to take too much time. No, it's no, like that's true. And, and that has a remote control as well. So that that's super cool. Yep. All right. We're going to move on to Debbie Brown. She has a question. Um, I understand that they've taken away like the web access that they used to have that you could, um, if you had like for setup, because I'd set mine up with, with the web. Ah, and yes. So is that gone? As best as I can tell, I, I haven't tried it in a while, but yeah, it looked like they were they were slowly taking away all the kind of web interface tools. So yeah, I think the setup may be entirely have to use an app now. Yeah, I mean, I've got uh, like, I, I've got a blind shell and I haven't set that up, you know, but so that you would have to change then whatever device you're interacting with. And so is that, is that... Um, so would oh. that be an easy setup? I'd probably have to do that if, if it mine really went, uh, <laughs> went bad on me. So is that, that's, is that an easy. 
Well, yeah, you might be up a creek without a paddle if it's one without a screen, because yeah, you would generally need the app, the A Lady app, to reconnect it to Wi-Fi or if you get a new device. Now, if your Wi-Fi hasn't changed and it's on record with Amazon, you technically can order a new Echo. And I think there's a little checkbox that says come pre-configured for your Wi-Fi. And I think it might work right out of the box. But you're right. If you would ever need to change anything, you probably would need a tablet or smartphone with the... Now, I know on the blind shell, there's the Alexa... Yeah, there is one there. And I don't know if you can set up with it. Yeah. But I think that's more for just interacting with Alexa. I don't think it's the full Alexa app, yeah, is it? No, that's, but see, that's not. I don't. Yeah. I don't find that to be an acceptable state of affairs. That's not an accessible device. If I have to, but anyhow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, now you could use the show. You don't need any any other app to set up a show. You can turn on the screen reader and interact with it like voiceover. Yeah. Well, that's not. That's not what I have. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thank you. All right, Janice has. A question. She has her hand raised. Okie dokie. Yeah, we're just going to take a couple more here for David and then we're <laughs> going to move along. Sorry, I apologize. I was talking away. It's okay. Um, we hear you. Yep. <laughs> I have an Echo show and I have other Echo devices in the house. And over this Christmas, um, the Echo show, while I was working in the kitchen, like it was playing music, but then it would stop and it was saying it was having a difficult time reaching the internet and you know, mm -hmm. none of my Wi-Fi settings have changed or anything. But the other Echoes weren't having that problem. So mm -hmm. after it did this for a few days, I unplugged it and let it, you know, sit for you know about 60 seconds or so and plugged it back in and it was doing better. But I mm -hmm. still find it's delaying, you know, when I ask it something, it's taking longer than normal to mm. respond. Have you ever uh, experienced that before? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, uh, you're not unusual. Um, some of it comes with the nuances of Wi-Fi there. Wi-Fi is kind of a really, uh, <laughs> it's a very busy spectrum. There's a lot of junk going on there. And, uh, Used to be in the early days, somebody would go make popcorn in the microwave and all your Wi-Fi devices get knocked offline. Mm -hmm. um, that wasn't too long ago. Um, I did have a student recently uh, make a suggestion. He found this very effective for himself. Although it depend on where your um, your Wi-Fi router is located, is he switched a lot of his echoes over to the uh, 5 gigahertz spectrum of Wi-Fi if you have that Wi-Fi. So there's two different radio frequencies for most modern mm -hmm. wi-fi there's a 2.4 which is the old granddaddy which everything is on and if you're near and you're an apartment complex you got a lot of other people broadcasting in this same spectrum but there's the five gigahertz which has a lot less conflict now it doesn't transmit as far but my my, my student he flipped every echo he had in the entire house and i think all of his ring video doorbells and everything over to the five and it pretty much overnight eliminated a lot of his problems. So mm -hmm. that's something you could consider or at least switch the one that haven't is having trouble mm -hmm. over to that. And so that, that might work. That might be. I'll, I'll check that out and see if that's the issue. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. And one more question. Kathy has her hand up and Kathy, if you can. <laughs> yeah. I, thanks for being here. And I was wondering, when the matter platform gets implemented, yeah. will we still be able to use our third generation echo dots? Well, I 
would think so. That's an interesting question. I mean, they've been talking about them being buddy-buddy uh, with the Matter Protocol spec, I mean, way back since the uh, I, the uh, the Dot 3. So I would, uh, third generation. So I would think so. I mean, they have historically been supporting them for a long time. But, uh, I mean, worst case scenario, you wait till there's a sale and you get a new Dot for $30 or one of the Pops for like less than 20 <laughs> so trying to remember if I got anything with matter and I've been slowly trying to convert things over anybody else I have Hello? a question oh please. Um, yes um you said you could um give us some I guess some hints on how to get cheaper audible books so I just wanted to know about that sure Thank all you. right life hacks okay super duper so Audible, uh, often they try to sell you this uh, monthly subscription plan for like 15 plus dollars a month. Usually, I don't know where it's at right now, but somewhere in that neighborhood. And uh, they give you a credit. And then with the credit, you get a book. But the life hack I generally have found is if you go on to Amazon, the main Amazon website, and you look for the book you want. Uh, let's say, you know, Sherlock Holmes or something, blah, blah, blah. You go on there and you find the Kindle edition of the book. If you click on the Kindle edition, a lot of times you you can go and buy the Kindle book really cheap, like $4.99, $3.99. But you sometimes during uh, if you look beside the buy button, there's a checkbox that says, would you also like to get the audible version of this book at the same time for like an extra six or seven dollars? And so that's a sweet way usually, and sometimes it's less than that. Sometimes it's like three or four dollars, but I think it's generally like another five, six, seven dollars. And so if you check that box and then hit buy now or whatever, it will buy both of them at the same time. Now, technically, if you're low vision, they have a whisper sync technology that often works with those. So if you are still trying to use your eyes with large print, you could read that. And then if your eyes get tired, then you could switch over to the audiobook and it will keep track of where you were in the book either way, which is kind of cool. But for me, I just found it more economical because I would often be able to buy the Kindle book with the Audible book and usually be around $10. Uh, and I wouldn't have to worry about the monthly subscription or if I just wanted to buy this one book and I didn't want to have to subscribe to something. Uh, so yeah, usually it would save me at least a five bucks, you know, uh, versus having the monthly, uh, the monthly thing. So that's not available on everything, but I've often found books that are very popular. They'll have that checkbox beside it, you know, also get the audible version. So David, is there a way for people to contact you? Should they have additional questions or yeah. want information? Super duper. Yeah. Uh, you can always, of course, Google me to find out uh, more about me and, uh, and our, and our nonprofits website, goodwillvalleys.com slash new vision is where I'm located all lowercase, no spaces, but you can email me of course at D ward as in David ward is the D ward W A R D at goodwillvalleys.com. And, uh, you can always call the office if you'd like, that's uh, 540-985-8900. And uh, if there's uh, things you want to know, I can always share uh, with Jerry the uh, the long list, long list of 280 episodes about everything under the sun you can do on your Amazon Echo. Uh, I've done over the last uh, six seasons, so I can always give him that long list and you can just uh, pull it up in your, your email client and click on the link or you know hit enter on the link and there you go. You're off to the races to listen 
to whatever particular topic you want to know about. So, well, thanks, Dave. Uh, Jerry, excuse yes. me. You had one last question. Yeah. Do we want to? Uh... Yes, this is Dolores Brooks. Um, I have a question. I think I sort of kind of missed him when he was talking about the TV things that you can get through Alexa. Um, would I be able to get the Jeopardy program that's aired on TV rather than the Jeopardy game that Alexa plays with you? Oh, the actual TV show. Uh, that's a good question. I don't personally know off the top of my head uh, if you could, like you want to get the live show every week or whatever. Um, I would imagine what you need to do is find out whether that skill or app is available. And if you're a subscriber uh, or if you're subscribed to your cable, you can often log in and then you could probably see if you could play it or not. I'm just not up to date on a lot of that. I believe last I knew Netflix was pretty friendly with the Echo. And of course, any of the Amazon content was friendly with the Echo. But as to something that was broadcast on CBS or NBC, you probably need to use, you know, their apps to do that, I would imagine. Okay, thank you. Yeah. All right, we're going to turn everything over to Christina. Thank you, David, for coming out today and um, giving us a great presentation. My pleasure. Thank you, sir. And Christina, I believe you're still unmuted, so. Yep, I am here. Um, Thank you so much, Dave, for all that interesting info on the Alexa. Um, Jerry, how much time do I have? I don't want to run over. As much as you want, Christina. Oh, boy. So I just want it to be known that on this recording, Jerry's giving me permission to talk as much as I want. Mm, Yes, I forgot about that, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my name is Christina Nixon. I am here today to talk about the Sense Player. Uh, made by Hims and a company called Selva's Healthcare, um, but I'm sure most of you will know it by Hims. Um, they produced the Braille Sense, uh, the Book Sense, which was my all-time favorite book player. I think they stopped producing it a few years ago. Um, they also produced the Easy, uh, no, the Blaze Easy, um, in between the Book Sense and the Sense Player. So. Um, I got this Sense Player as an anniversary gift in October, so I'm still a relatively new user. Um, I think the Sense Player might have been out for maybe a year at the most. I know it's a relatively new product. There are two versions of it. There's the Sense Player and the Sense Player OCR. I have the OCR version. Um, So why should you care about the Sense Player? (laughs) Well, it is a media player, so it can play MP3s. It can play music. It, if you have a Bookshare account, you can download Bookshare books. It's a document reader, so you can read PDFs and text files. You can also access NLS and BARD. You can access Audible. Interestingly enough, you can also access Spotify, Pandora. Uh, there's an app on there for Zoom that I haven't really played with yet, but that is a possibility. And you can access podcasts. You can also scan documents. I, as a disclaimer, I guess I should say, I haven't messed too much with the scan function. Um, I was playing with it and I found that uh, the Be My AI scan function through the Be My Eyes app works a little bit better. Uh, it seems like it it controls things like lighting 
Um, so it's just a little more efficient for me to use that right now. I will say if you are doing batch scans, if you want to scan an entire novel, the ease the the sense player is probably a better way to go because you can buy a stand that's made especially for the book player. You put it in the stand, you line your paper up with the back of the stand, and you can do a batch scan. So if you're going to be scanning like hundreds of pages, um, I think that would be the way to go. If you're just doing a quick document scan, at least for now, I will probably use my phone, but I need to play with the scanning function on this a little bit more and mess with things like Flash um, and some of the other settings. So I am going to turn on the book player so you can hear some of how it works. Um, it is a third of a pound. I checked on their website. It's actually 0.31 pounds. Uh, they said, or him says that it is the exact size of an iPhone mini in length and width. It does have rounded edges and the uh, keys are on the top of the player. So it is not a touch screen. All the keys are tactile. Um, it does have a lot of keys. I'll go through a quick orientation before I turn on the player. So if you have the key, the BookSense player laying flat and the keypad is facing up, you have four keys on the very top row and you can, uh, the one on the left is mode. So it distinguishes between different modes like media player, daisy player. The next key is Wi-Fi connect. And what I like about this is that it automatically connects to the network where you are. So once you log into the network and enter in the password and then you log into a network somewhere else, when you come back to your first network, it automatically figures that out. You don't have to reconnect, excuse me, every time. The next key is Bluetooth. And then the key after that is Smart Connect. So another interesting feature about the Sense Player is you can, of course, connect it to Bluetooth speakers or to your iPhone and play different media through the Sense Player. You can also, with Smart Connect, use it as a tactile way to control your phone. So if you have difficulty swiping or double tapping, you can use the Sense Player to navigate through your phone and type in text messages, which I think is pretty cool. Below that, you have four keys that are in a square that are on the outside edges of the navigation section. And the navigation section has four arrows on the compass points, up, down, left, and right, and there's an OK button in the middle. The corners uh, on the outsides of that navigation area are the home key on the top left, the menu key on the top right, the cancel key on the bottom left, and the menu key on the bottom right. Um, these keys are great because you can hit the menu key in any program and it will automatically take you to the menu for that program. It just gives you quicker ways to navigate through the different programs. Below that, you have the standard 12-digit uh, keypad with one through nine, and then the star, the zero, and the pound on the very bottom. Um, you have some buttons on the left uh, for up and down, and these are typically volume buttons, um, but if you hit the button above it, it will let you change things like player speed and equalizer mode. Above that on the left, you have a record option, so you can record uh, memos, you can record lectures, you can record anything really that you can think of. Um, I was listening to a demo yesterday and uh, the person who was controlling his iPhone through his sense player actually recorded the phone call. So that was pretty cool. Um, on the right side, oh, sorry, also on the left side, you have an SD card slot. 
Um, you can use an SD card up to 256 gigabytes. The player itself already comes with 64 gigabyte internal storage. And according to their website, you have use of 43 gigabytes of that. So that's that's a lot of internal storage, which is really nice. On the right, again, there's a key lock, which is great because if you're carrying it around with you, you don't want to be bumping the keys and messing up your reading or your scanning. And then we have the power button. So I'm going to just let you hear a couple of the apps on how so you can get an idea of the different voices and how it works. I held the power button down for about three seconds. You get haptic feedback uh, and a little vibration when it first turns on, which is very quiet. So you probably couldn't hear that. And now it is booting up. So we'll hear that in just a second. All right, I'm putting it up to my microphone. So these are the, it's the, this is the booting up sequence. And I do want to say while it's booting up, there is no screen. So there is no visual component to this at all. This is all audio. Um, I guess the only visual things you would have are on the back. There's a flashlight or a light for um, when you're scanning, if you use a flash and the camera. Our manager. Okay, so as soon as it boots up, it says file manager. So I'm gonna make sure the volume is as loud as I can get it. Okay. I'm on the home screen now, or not the home screen, I guess the home menu. I'm just gonna arrow down through this so y'all can hear what we have. So the first thing is file manager. Um, you can go in to um, file manager and either do your flash disk or your SD card and access all of your files that way, your MP3s, your, your DAISY Bookshare files, your documents, all of that, or you can uh, go down to the menu. So let's hear what it says. So media player, that's uh, your MP3s. Daisy player. Daisy player, that's your Bookshare um, and any other DAISY files that you have. Document reader. Document reader, that's your electronic documents, uh, PDFs, text files, things like that. FM radio. I haven't messed around too much with this. I have to admit, I'm not a radio listener. Um, I did play with it a little bit and I could get some stations. It's not like where you can hit the knob and kind of ease it into your station so you're getting less static. It um, goes to each channel with buttons. So um, if it's staticky, then you, you kind of get the static. But there are a few stations on there. OCR. OCR. Uh, we talked about this a little earlier, so you can take pictures. Um, and save the image files or have it convert to text, which is the OCR optical character recognition. You can also upload documents and have it recognize those. So I know a lot of times we'll get pictures of documents that people might send us, um, or we download a PDF that's not necessarily legible with our screen reader. So I really like that the Sense Player has the function of, of uploading and recognizing other PDFs. Web radio. Web radio. Podcasts, I'll go through that in just a second. Library services. Library services. So this, it lets you access Bookshare and something called um, Online Daisy. Utilities. Utilities, I'll go in a little um, more into that in just a second. Settings. Settings, that's obviously where your settings are, your, your date and your time, your voice settings. Um, all apps. All apps, okay. So, when you get your Sense Player, it is not updated to the latest software. So you will need to update that in settings. If you don't, you will not see these apps and you will not have a lot of options. So I'm going to go into apps. And I do that by hitting the right arrow. Or you can hit the OK key. 
Now I have Audible. Um, none of these apps are installed when you get it. So you will have to go to app installer, which when you are in the, the apps um, menu, you just click the up arrow and you will get app installer. Clicking the down arrow will show me what apps I already have. So I have Audible. Bard, we love Bard. Chrome, some of their apps um, do require internet. So you can choose Chrome or Microsoft Edge. Um, hmm. Netflix, I haven't messed with that, but I was intrigued, so I downloaded it. Hmm. Pandora, which is pretty cool. Um, RH Voice, I'll explain that. So um, the apps that are set up for the Sense Player are not written specifically for the Sense Player. They are, um, I guess, well, you can install them, but sometimes you need other software to make it work with the Sense Player. So um, RH Voice is basically um, a text-to-speech that allows BARD to work. So some of the, the commands from BARD or some of the prompts do not um, come through the, the Sense Player's audio. So you need this uh, TTS engine or the voices to use it. They have another um, text-to-speech option called eSpeak, but I just went with this one. Um, so sometimes when you're using BARD, you will hear a different voice. Um, and again, I think that's just because um, this, the, these apps aren't written specifically for the Sense Player. So when you get onto Bard or um, Audible or Pandora, you're navigating the way the app is written. So like, um, I guess I would compare it to the way you would experience the app on your iPhone. So the up and down arrows and left and right arrows aren't as, as cleanly um, I guess it's not as clean of a navigation experience as with the, the Sense Player menus themselves. So I will, I'll show you that a little bit when we get into um, the specific apps. Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and I'm back to the app installer. Um, there are other apps on there. I just haven't uh, gotten, gone into all of those. I don't use those personally. So this is, this is more like an overview we definitely do not have time to go into an extensive <laughs> um, tutorial on the Sense Player just because there are so many features. So I want to go over a couple more really quickly um, before I run out of time. I'm going to hit the cancel button. So that takes me out of the app section and I'm back on the home screen. I'm going to hit my up arrow. I'm going to go to utilities. Utilities. Okay. So I'm going to hit the OK key. Recordings. That's pretty self-explanatory. Color Reader, okay, this is pretty neat. So I'm going to hit okay on Color Reader. And I wanna capture image. So I'm gonna try to have a, a color of my shirt sleeve. So unlike with a lot of devices like the Colorino or the, or the Cobalt Speechmaster color identifier, you do not push the camera directly against the fabric. So you hold it about six inches away and take a picture. Maroon. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if my sweater is exactly maroon, but I know it is red. So I'm going to go with that. I think that it's pretty cool that this has a color reader built in. So and I'm going to hit cancel because I don't want to do another picture. And let's see what other utilities we have. Memo. So you can um, type short memos to yourself. I think this is particularly useful if you need a phone number or simple reminders. 
calculator. So it can do, uh, it's a basic calculator. Wake up alarm. Wake up alarm, so you can set alarms. Stopwatch. Stopwatch. Countdown. And then a countdown. Sleep timer. Sleep timer. Format. Um, this uh, format will let you reformat your um, Sense Player or the SD um, card. You can also back up your Sense Player, which is great, especially if you're about to send it in for repairs. Back up the store flashes. Oh, there we go. Upgrade Sense Player firmware. Here, here's, I'm sorry, here's the upgrade Sense Player option, not in settings. Recordings. And then we're back to recordings. So I'm going to hit the cancel button. Utilities. And that just takes us back to the uh, list of options on the home screen. I'm going to go down because I want to get back to apps. Settings. Set settings. All apps. All apps. I'm going to hit the OK key. Bard mobile. Let's go to Bard because this is Bard a library mobile. podcast. Bard mobile. Loading. So you heard it say Bard mobile in the sense player voice, but then it said loading in that different voice. And I'm actually going to see if I can slow it down to make it a little more understandable for folks who aren't used to it as fast. So I'm going to hit the button on the side that changes the different options. Voice volume. Seven. Voice volume. Let's Make that go up a little bit. All right. And then I'm going to hit it again. Voice rate. Seven. Voice rate. Okay. So I might change it to five. So I'm going to hit the, the volume down button. Oh, it got me out of that setting. So I'm going to hit the, the selector button again. Okay. There we go. So now we're in the Bard app. Um, typically, with the sense player, when you use up and down arrows, it takes you to different options. And then if you want to select something within that option or setting, you would hit the right arrow. It does not work that way um, with a lot of the apps because again, you're looking at the app the way it's presented on the phone or on the computer. So I found it really helpful to use the one and the seven keys because the one will take you to the top of the screen and the seven key will take you to the bottom of the screen. Um, once you're there, you can then use your left and right or up and down arrows to kind of navigate in smaller ways. So we're at the top of the screen now, but just to make sure I'm gonna hit the one button. Now reading out of list. So it says now reading. All right, so I'm gonna hit the down arrow just to give you guys kind of an idea of, of what this app looks like. Button bookshelf, tab one of four and list. So four these are tabs. So you guys might recognize this from the way it looks um, on the website. Now, if I hit the down arrow, it's not gonna do anything because I'm on the tab. So I'm gonna hit the right arrow. Button, get books, tab two of get four. Get books. Button settings, tab three of four. Settings. Selected now reading, tab four of four. Okay, so that tells me it's selected. So if I want to play my book, I'm gonna hit the seven button. Button, increase speed out of list. And that takes me all the way to the bottom of the screen where those player controls are. So you guys heard increase speed. Now I'm going to hit the left arrow to go backwards just a little bit. Button speed. Speed. Button decrease speed. Decrease speed. Button fast forward. Fast forward. Button play. Play. So the challenging part is I'm going to hit the play button just so you all can hear the sound quality. Video control. Ellerin Salmon, a young warrior woman from the mountains. This is a synopsis of a book. Learns of her mother's death in battle. 
and it falls to her to travel to the city of Sierron. Now I'm going to hit stop. So in a lot of apps, at least on the phone, like smartphones, if you tap the screen while it's playing, it will stop. With Audible and Bard on the Sense Player, um, and also I found with Pandora, you need to find the actual play button. Um, I found it helpful to find the play button in these apps before I started playing my files or my books or music, because once you start playing, and if you don't know where the play button is, it can be difficult to hear it, uh, to hear the, the voice prompts over whatever you're listening to. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, let's see. So now I'm going to cancel out of Bard. Please press back button again. By hitting the app. cancel button. Please press back button again to exit app. Please press back button again to button rewind. Cancel button. Please press back button again to exit app. All right, and it keeps telling me to do that. So I'm just going to hit the home button to Fire take manager. me to the home screen. Um, that will always take you to the home screen no matter what. And if you hit the menu button in whichever program you are in, that will open the menu options for that particular program. Um, I'm gonna let, so I just checked the time on my computer. I'm gonna push the time button on this, but it looks like we're at around 11 o'clock um, and I don't want to keep y'all too late. So um, I think we will end it here, but I'm gonna let you hear the time. 11.03, 21 a.m. So that means it's 11.03 a.m. and 21 seconds. Um, this also does tell you the date, but I don't wanna hear the date every time I <laughs> ask for the time. So I changed that setting. Um, I think overall, this is a really great player. It has a lot more than previous versions, um, like the BookSense did, because you've got NLS, you have Bard, you have Netflix if you want it, you have music. You can access um, Bookshare or uh, other libraries. There are a lot of podcasts, which I don't really have time to show you guys today, um, but it's, the podcast app is very easy to use. There are some tutorial podcasts um, for the Sense Player. It's called SenseCast, and that comes preloaded onto the Sense Player along with, uh, I believe, 39 other podcasts that Hims thought people might find interesting. When you search for books or music or podcasts or anything on the Sense Player, you use what's called the T9 method to enter in text. So it's it's the keypad. So the number two is A, B, and C. The number three is D, E, and F. And you push it a certain number of times depending on the letter. That can take some getting used to, but once you get used to it, it's very quick and it voices what you're entering. Um, you can also enter in le uh, uppercase letters, numbers, and symbols um, by using different keys. So, I mean, the BookSense player plays a lot. It offers a lot of media options. I think the Sense player with OCR was about 600. Of course, if you don't want the OCR, it's a lot cheaper. Um, and they have updated it a lot since they first uh, issued it. Just the addition of all the apps in the version two update was really amazing. So I think it's a great player, uh, especially if you don't have a smartphone or don't want to use your phone for all of those options. Um, that is my presentation. So I'll open it up to questions. If any of you guys have anything else you'd like to know. Keyboard locked. Again, you can just raise your hand. Alt Y or star nine. 
I do want to thank Christina for coming out today and giving us this awesome presentation on the Sense Flare. It's definitely an alternative out there. Um, sounds like it does a lot of great things. So, yes. Um, I did want to say very quickly while we're waiting to see if anyone has any questions. The battery charge is really nice. Um, I was, uh, I see someone raise their hand. I was listening to some podcasts yesterday, practicing with the OCR. And let me see how much battery is left. 83% charge. So I'm 83% of my battery left after using it for a few hours, including um, the camera. So that's really right. impressive. All right. I believe Dan had a question. Yes, I do. You were, you were just you were starting to talk about batteries so how do you how do you charge it up is there a charging cable included or how do you do that great question so um it does come with a charging cable which also allows you to so it plugs into your computer it's a USB-C. excuse me the cable it comes with also allows you to transfer files if you wanted to transfer any of your mp3s or documents um or you can just use a standard USB-C cable uh, we found one yesterday when I temporarily lost the cable that came with the device, and you can just plug it into a charger that way. So it, it's not a proprietary um, charging cable. Okay, so can you plug it into the wall and charge it that way or not? Um, I don't think it came with a wall plug, but you could probably just get one. I mean, it, it does come with a, a charging cable, so I think you could just get like a USB-C wall adapter and plug it in that way. Um, we have like one of those power charger stations, power stations, and we just plug it into that. Yeah, okay, thank you. Any other questions for Christina before we close out today? Going once. All right, more questions. All right. Let's see who we have here. All right, David has a question. Hey, Christina. Great presentation. Thank you. Is uh, the battery removable? I know the Victor Reader has gone the way of no more rechangeable batteries. Is, <laughs> is it a fixed battery or removable? You can remove it and you can replace it. Um, I don't remember cool. the specific specs yet for the battery, but I do uh, remember hearing like in that. one of their tutorials that you can um, replace the battery. That's that's wonderful. That's wonderful. What well, One more quick one. So if you OCR a document onto the device... Can you obviously you can get it off the device by that data cable? What is it like a text document or a PDF or an accessible PDF? Or do you know? Yes, so it here? saves as a PDF, or excuse me, as a text file. Um, you can also have it save, so it's in its um, settings for the, the OCR program. You can mm -hmm. have it save your image files and or nice. the OCR files. So it literally would have a snapshot of it and then the accessible format as well. That's that's sweet. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Thank you. And if you don't, sure. And if you don't want to save them, you can delete them or just choose not to save them if you don't want to take up your storage. Okay. Thank you. That was just my two questions. Sure. Thanks for asking. Okay. Cell phone ending with 364. 364. You should be able to unmute yourself. Um, star six. Yeah, this is what I was just calling. I'm just checking the price of the good set. The sense player with OCR, I think, is about six hundred. I'm not sure how much the other one is. Uh, I can see if I can Google that real quick, though. All right. Any other questions for Christina? 
All right, we are going to wrap it up for today. This has been a presentation of the Maryland State Library Agency. For links to additional resources provided by today's presenter, please visit the show notes. For more information on MSLA or the Maryland State Library for the Blind and Print Disabled, visit MarylandLibraries.org.